I'm Ryan. That's Matthew. This is the Ungrown Ups podcast, and uh, you're listening to episode zero. I guess that's we're right. gonna talk about our origin story, like every good game should have. This music cracks me up. I can't not laugh. This is fantastic. Um, anyway, so let's uh, let's get started. Here let's we go. Get started. All right. Hi. How are you? I am good, Ryan. And you? I'm fantastic. Thank you. Why don't you, uh, Matt, kick us off and tell everybody who you are and uh, what uh, what's Ungrown Ups? What does that mean to you? All right. So. Ungrown-ups to us, at least to me, is the fact that we are responsible in some ways, but then completely irresponsible in other ways. So my, I guess, origin stories, if you want to phrase it that way, is the fact that growing up, my parents were deaf. So I had to be the responsible one. I was the one interpreting for them, making phone calls for them, going on job interviews, uh, negotiating house purchases, car purchases, all those things that kids don't typically do. Sure. I had to do. So I have a younger brother, so he got to be the typical child, have fun, not worry about any of these responsibilities, but I was the responsible kid. And now as an adult, I'm kind of swung the other way in the fact that I don't have to be responsible all the time. I don't have to be serious all the time. And so I really enjoy the ability of of having fun and being lighthearted and kind of living in a little bit more carefree way. Um, I mean, the bills are paid, but if there's a Lego set I want, I'm buying it. Right. So it's kind of that balance of, of having fun, but at the same time, taking care of stuff and getting stuff done. Well, and you have sons, so you, I guess you kind of share a lot of that stuff with him, yeah? Yeah, and, and that's one of the greatest parts about being a, a parent is you can justify the toy purchase. Right. Because, you you know, you may want it for yourself, but you're like, oh, but, you know, for my kid, it, you know, he needs that. I drag my nephew to the Lego store every once in a while just so that I feel less weird about it. Right, right, right. Yeah, because, I mean, being the the grown man in there, it's, yeah, it's a little strange just wandering the toy aisles by yourself. But, yeah, so, I mean, if there's a cool new Hot Wheel, if there's an awesome new Lego set or a video game or something like that, it is kind of a guilt-free purchase because you're kind of getting more for your money because, you know, there's somebody else that can enjoy it. And you can justify it, especially when you're trying to explain to your wife why you spent... 150 bucks on a Lego set. You're like, oh, but it's for him. Right, sure. Yeah, yeah you can't say no to getting something for the for the kid, right? Exactly, yeah, that exactly. Makes sense. Yeah, so, I mean, I agree with you. I think, at least for me, it's, you know, I didn't have to be the adult necessarily growing up, but I wouldn't say Peter Pan. I just, I've always kind of held on to that sense of wonder and that sense of, you know, there's so much cool stuff to do, right? Yeah. And I really love, like a lot of stuff that's whimsical, but I grew up in that era and we both did where video games were a thing. Transformers were a thing, like all of these cool things that, that kind of kicked you into that mode. And I I guess I never outgrew it, which is fine. I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing. It's just where I'm at. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things where life is already serious enough as it is. Right. So there's no need to add to it or to make things more serious when it's not really necessary. Right. You want, you definitely want that. There's like this sense of wonder and like a sense of, I guess, like levity that just makes things, you, you can deal with all the crap a little bit better Yeah. if you have a little bit of that, right? And, and I think for, for me as well is it's like, I still like toys. I mean, granted the toys are a little different, but, you know, be it cars, watches, traveling, food, like these are all areas of enjoyment. Right. These are all things that are fun to enjoy and, and things that I like. So, that's, they're still toys. They're just not 99 cent toys necessarily as much as they might be a little more pricier, right. but at the same time, they're fun. Yeah. And I think that's, that's important too, is that it's not just, it's not, you know, we, we've talked about Legos a couple of times already or mentioned them at least. It's not Legos and transforms up all the time. It's anything. Like if it's a, a car that you don't need, it's, you know, uh, a watch, like it's stuff that anything can really be a toy. It's just, if it gives you, I guess that sense of satisfaction and wonder, yeah. right. It's in that category. And it's, and it's even that this, that whole idea of having this, this lighthearted kind of fun with things. Like there's been times where, you know, there's nothing in the, in the cupboards at home, you know, or we haven't gone to the grocery store yet. So you're looking at a bunch of random food items or leftovers, and then we just turn it into a cooking challenge. Like right. what kind of thing can we make out of, you know, a bunch of hot dogs or something like right. that? Just whatever random thing, but having fun with that moment um, and just being able to kind of just enjoy the, uh, the lighter side of life. Right. And that's not something a lot of people do, which is kind of strange. Right. You know, it, I mean, as, as, as we're, I guess, nearing adulthood, I guess, I mean, damn near 40, <laughs> but it's this idea that why not? Right. Well, I, it's, it's frustrating, I guess, to watch certain people that there's this, this concept or this idea of what an adult is supposed to be and what you're supposed to give up. Right. And I think that's, I don't think you have to do that, right? Holding on to some of that stuff, I think is okay. And that sense, like I said, that I said earlier, that kind of sense of wonder and like whimsy and having fun in life, not just, oh yeah, okay, I, I get up, I go to work, I pay the bills, I go to the gym, I come home. Like it's just, yeah, I mean, do- and the funny thing is, is even within this 
daily routine, there's still plenty of opportunities to kind of just have fun with it. Right. And I, I it, it is interesting when you look at other people and they're just, you know, they're, they're, they're more glum or they're more serious or they're just kind of boring. Right. And you, you just wonder, how did you end up that way? Like, or for me, I don't necessarily understand it just because I don't see myself doing those types of things. I'd, I'd rather just kind of enjoy the, the ability to be maybe a little immature at times. Sure. But having fun. Yeah, it's it's interesting that there are some people, I don't, you know, glum or, or whatever, but they look down on things that's, oh, that's childish or that's yeah, it's, for it's kids. It's beneath and, them in some way. And you're like, but yeah. why? Yeah, and that, that never made sense to me because if you enjoy something, who cares? Yeah. Right? Like, that's a thing that you enjoy that's totally acceptable. Yeah, and, it, and maybe it's the fact that I don't care what other people think. Right. And that might be why I feel comfortable getting away with whatever I want to get away with. Right. You know, because I'm not really worried about what other people will think. Right. I mean, granted, yeah, if I'm with my wife, I'll behave myself. Right. I'll be an adult. But at the same time, you know, there's there's still these opportunities just to kind of share a smile or, or a look or a glance or whatever and and have fun with things. Yeah. Well, and it's knowing the difference, right? I mean, there, there's a time for certain things and a time for other things. And being able to differentiate those two and, and you know, act appropriately in the right situation. Even that seems like certain people just give up. Like, oh, I'm just going to be this adult all the right. time. And whether they're they're not necessarily stuffy, but they just they've abandoned a lot of what makes people interesting and, and what I think lets people have fun. And I think part of the other thing is, and that's kind of I think the 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 goal with this podcast is sharing our ungrown up adventures, things we did, things that we saw, things that we purchased, or whatever it is. But it's the ability to enjoy in the now rather than waiting for some perfect moment later on down the line. Yeah, like I know there's lots of people that wait till retirement to do something like a project car or this dream vacation. I don't want to wait. Well, I'm a firm believer that you shouldn't wait. Right. And, and I think it's interesting because even with a lot of the trips and stuff that we, we take, it's not, they're very grown up in in a huge way. Right. Like I, I tend to ride motorcycles on big trips. That's not a thing a kid's going to go do. Right. But it's still somewhat, I think it's still somewhat childish in a way. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're getting dirty. You're sleeping in a tent on the right. side, you know, in, in these parks or wherever it may be. It's not this five-star luxury resort thing or where you pay somebody else to organize the entire trip for you. It's kind of just getting down and, and, and appreciating, I guess, some of the things that others may not. Yeah. So it's instead of staying in the tourist spot of town, you're staying on the outskirts because you want to get more of that local feel or that experience. Um, instead of doing what everybody else does, it's, hey, let's kind of try this off the beaten path thing. It's definitely retaining, I guess childish was the wrong word, adventure. It's ch- retaining that sense of adventure. Yeah. And I feel a lot of times on some of these trips, like, cause I, you know, I'll be on a trip and I'll see a side road and I'll go down it. Yeah. I want to know what's over here. And it's very much like I'm on my own Goonies adventure, you right. know, and, and you're out exploring and, and getting to see stuff that most people are never going to see. If you just drive to a resort, stay at the resort, Go home. Yeah. And and, the, and I think the thing is, is there's there's no real risk. It's just reward, right? So if something doesn't turn out the way you expect it, oh, well, so you wasted a little bit of time. Right. Go back and keep moving. Right. Whereas some people are so invested in this, this, this huge expectation, you know, and then when something doesn't achieve it, they're just, they're sorely disappointed. Right. Like there's a, uh, there's a phenomenon I, I read about, I can't quite remember it, but it, it has to do with people's expectations of Paris. And okay. these vacationers build up this huge expectation of, of what Paris, France is like. Mm. And when they get there, it's, I want to say something like Paris syndrome. Literally, they're depressed and saddened by the reality because they had built it up and hyped it up so much to themselves that when they get there, it's a letdown. And it's nothing like what they thought it would be. Right. right. Whereas yeah. I go in with low expectations. I mean, I go, hey, this will be fun no matter what we do. How can we maximize the fun and have you know as much of an adventure or have a story to tell? Right. Um, I've I've always thought too. You know, you going into these things with to your point, little to no expectation. But my expectation is always that something's going to go wrong. Well, yeah, in a positive way, yeah. right? Like for me, I think that my trips don't usually start until something gets difficult, and that's that's always <laughs> yeah, that's exciting to me. Yeah, 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 exactly. Now you're you're in these situations where you have to figure out how to survive almost and how to keep right. moving. And, and that to me is, it's a very grown up thing, but it's still, it still allows me to play out things from my childhood. I just get to do stuff that I couldn't do then. Right. And it's, and, and I don't want to say that we're completely irresponsible and that we don't weigh the, the pros and cons of right. doing something. Like I'm not going to 
you know, blindly jump off a cliff without right. seeing what's at the bottom of it kind of right. thing. But at the same time, it's it's just that it's that flexibility of just kind of being in the moment, kind of having fun and just rolling with whatever comes up. Because a lot of times what you plan for, the reality ends up being greater. It ends right. up being better. You end up finding this little thing that you never would have thought of to begin with. And it's a surprise. And I think that's the 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 fun of kind of being an ungrown up. It's the ability to kind of maximize whatever situation you're in, roll the punches, but have fun with it and just kind of being not not being a dick. <laughs> not being a dick. That is a one hundred percent good way to live. Yeah. Yeah, just don't be a dick. Yeah. Yeah. Be ungrown up, don't be a dick. Yeah. So I guess this is podcast over now. Yeah, yeah. We've given everybody what they need. Don't yeah. be a dick. Okay, so let's change uh, change the topic here really quick, and let's talk about. Uh, we're just gonna call it uh, "Got It, Want It, Want It, Got It, Want It, Need It, Got It." I don't know. We're gonna come up with stuff a name for we this like, later. Stuff, yeah, stuff we just bought. Some sort of justifying our, our logic when it comes to to decision making in terms of stuff I really kind of want. Absolutely. So that being said, Matthew, what have you purchased, or what do you want? So the the latest purchase is actually for my son, but for myself, it's the. Uh, Going back to this Lego trope, but the uh, Lego Speed Champions—they have a, a Porsche 911, mm-hmm. a little uh, Lego set. It's what 15 bucks at retail, and it's a simple uh, white 911. I think it's a 72 or something like that. Um, but it's it's a simple, quick build, and uh, you know my my son is obsessed with cars, and so it's it's kind of fun to indulge him in that habit. But he's very particular with his car obsession. So whenever it is that he collects something, be it a Hot Wheel, be it a Lego. It has to be a real car for him to really have interest in it. So if if you're going down and you're looking at Hot Wheels and the Hot Wheels has all these uh, made up fantasy cars, yep. he has no interest in those. Really? No, because there's for him there's there's no reality in it, I guess, and so he can't be oh that car's got a twin turbo engine or whatever because it doesn't exist. Right. And so for him knowing that it's a real car gives him more importance. And then because we live in Southern California. A lot of times we'll see these cars on the road. So it's kind of fun for him to, oh, that, look at that. It's a, it's a Pagani Waira. I have that exact car in a Hot Wheel. Right. Maybe in a different color, but at least I think for him, it, it gives him sort of that sense of ownership. Yep. So the, the, the Lego collection kind of follows that same path. So he's a big fan of the, the Speed Champion series. And Lego has his licensing deal with Porsche. Uh, what else do they have? They, they have Porsche, Ferrari. They have Ford. McLaren. McLaren. Yep. Um, so they've got a whole range of vehicles and, uh, they're simple builds. I mean, my son's nine, so they're not really complicated, but they're, they're fun to play with. Right. And so that was the, uh, the latest acquisition to his, his, uh, Lego fleet or garage. Okay. Um, and so that was the latest I got it, but on the, I want it front. Um, we, we talked, we kind of talked about this before, but I, I'm, I'm approaching the age of 40. Mm-hmm. So in December, I'll hit that milestone. My and- condolences, by the way. <laughs> to, I feel like at 40 overnight, everything hurts. So good luck with that. Uh, that's all right. But the, the thing that I'm looking forward to is trying to find something, I guess, that has kind of that, that same vintage that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been looking at older timepieces. So, and I'm kind of leaning down the vintage Seiko path. Cool. Uh, just because they're relatively inexpensive, even though the prices are climbing up, but they're not nearly as as crazy expensive as, as like a vintage Rolex or right. things like that. Um, so I, I've kind of got it narrowed down. Um, and for the watch nerds out there, I'm looking at a, a Seiko 6138 or 6139 movement. Those were around in the uh, late 70s uh, when I was born. So I'm looking for something from that 79 era. Um, and there's a, a couple of pages on Instagram that I, that I follow because they deal a lot with vintage Seikos or vintage watches and stuff and just kind of get a feel uh, for what's out there, and one of the uh, one of the spots I found actually has a watch finding service. Basically, you you uh, Venmo them a deposit like a hundred bucks, yep, and they will find you watches that meet your requirements. Interesting. Um, you're in no obligation to buy them. They'll find them. They'll be like, hey, this is this. Uh, if you want it, it's X bucks or whatever. If you want it, that that finder's fee gets applied to the price of the watch. That's cool. If you don't want it, they'll just keep looking it and. Uh, you just keep going until you find the one you want. I know there's car services like that. I would never have guessed, honestly, and I'm a watch guy. I would never have guessed that there was a watch service, but I guess it makes sense. Yeah, it yeah. does. I mean, it, it's it's kind of a fancy pants way, I think, of, of doing things. <laughs> but because there are so many spots where these things can be sold, you kind of have to be leery of, okay, is this a legit? Because as Seiko watches, even though they were never really expensive watches to begin with, because 
There's a lot of fakes. Exactly. Right. There's a surprising large number of fakes out there. And so to kind of avoid that, you want to deal with like a, a reputable uh, seller and, and stuff and, and kind of get something that's been verified and, and vouched for. Um, so I'm sure while there's a lot of Seiko fakes, there's got to be fewer Seiko fakes than Rolexes, Omegas, and those things because the dollar value is less. Yeah. But as Seiko watches, like the vintage ones are getting up to that $1,000 price point, they're out there. So it's it's something that I, I'm looking at doing for my birthday. So I'll, I'll send the guy uh, money for the finder's fee and, and start going from there. But I just have to cool. kind of narrow down the options I'm looking for. So finding right. a, a specific color, a, a specific uh, style of watch. Um, so I'm kind of doing that research now. It's got to be gold and it's got to have one of the stretchy bands, <laughs> right? Those <laughs> stretchy metal bands that rip out all your arm hair. Remember uh, those? Yeah, yeah. No, as a, as a hairy arm guy, I, I do not want that Can't in have any it? way. No, <laughs> no. I mean, explain the bald spot on your wrist. What happened? Oh, yeah, my watch ate my wrist. Yeah, it's just torture. Yeah, that's... yeah. It, it it never it never seemed to me like a good idea. I remember my grandfather had one that had one of those bands yeah. on, it. and I would put it on even as a little kid. Like, ow, just rips what little hair you had, but it would rip the arm hair right out. Yeah, and I, I think that's that's truly a vintage thing because my grandfather, same thing. He yeah. had that same wristband. I don't think I've seen those in the modern. I'm sure you could buy one. Well, yeah, I'm yeah, sure, I'm sure, if, sure if, we, if, we, guy. if we got in the car and we went to the watch store, I yeah. guarantee you they have one. Probably, but it's probably in the back covered in dust. Yeah. yeah, and then you, it'll you, have like the, the vintage hipster pricing attached right, to it. Right. Yeah, you'd have to ask him to go find the thing for an hour and a yeah. half in the back room. But no, that's that's pretty awesome. I'm a little jealous, to be honest with you. I've toyed with that same idea of buying a, a we'll say, a birth year yeah. uh, timepiece. And I just, what I want is, I've got other priorities at the moment, well, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing is it's also this this whole idea of like within reason. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's hard for me to go, yeah, you know, that, that $25,000 Daytona Rolex, right. I need that. And it's like, no, I, there's way better ways of, of spending twenty five grand than on a, on a watch. Um, would I turn one down if somebody gave one to me? Hell no. <laughs> right. But That's not going to happen probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. I'd hate to burst your bubble, but. Uh, but if you any listener wants to send me one. Right. Uh, that would be for, that would go for both of us. I'm, yeah, I'm not, yeah. not going to be picky. Also, we'll use my mailing address and Matthew never has to know about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that so that sense. would be ungrownups at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you uh, picked up? So I we're going to go right back to Legos because uh, Triple Force Friday was this weekend. Oh, which yeah, I don't yeah. know why they call it Triple Force Friday. It's a weekend. But anyways, um, all the new Lego sets came out for the upcoming Star Wars movie. It's just and Star Wars in general for that day, right? It's yeah, just, yeah, okay. yeah. But the Lego, Lego had a deal where, you know, they have some new sets out this weekend and, and a few things. And so... While I probably shouldn't have, and it is really creepy, uh, I bought the Yoda set. Um, it, it's a you know little miniature Yoda built out of Legos, and like it actually kind of looks ten inches tall, kind of thing, or something like that. Yeah, uh, and it looks like I'd have to look exactly how tall it is, but it, it actually more resembles a green Furby. The eyes are quite frightening, like a Furby with no fur. That's creepy. It's super creepy. How awesome does it look on your nightstand next to your carpet? <laughs> well, it's going to be in a box for a while. I have oh, nowhere okay. to put it. And uh, I've restricted myself. My Lego collection, actually the room that we're sitting in right now for everybody out there, this is my, we'll call it home office. My collection is restricted to this room. Gotcha. Like I won't go put anything out there, out in the, the main di living area, nothing in the bedroom. I, I try to keep it. Behind a door. <laughs> yeah, basically. And so yeah. if there's, you know, I, I'm running out of room. I need to put shelves or something up, but I can't build anything else. I have nowhere to put it. Um, so really, though, back to, to that whole deal. The main reason I got it is because they did a giveaway um, if you spent over a certain amount of dollars. Oh, you got a free toy or right. Free something. So the giveaway was a um, uh, Hoth. This time, I believe. No, I take that back. It's Endor, but it's a, like a micro scale Endor diorama. So there's two little ATSTs and the, the okay. uh, yeah, so it's pretty cool. So I really wanted that. It's also the 20th anniversary of Lego Star Wars. So that was the, uh, my reasoning behind that. 20 years of Lego. Yeah, Star 20 years of Lego Star Wars. Yeah. Because I totally remember back in the 80s, I mean, before they had the licensing deals, like, you know, in the 90s and stuff, stuff, Lego wasn't doing so hot, right? They did really well. Like, what was that? Mid early 80s with all the space stuff. Yeah, but and then that was kind just of, generic space. Yeah, right. right. And then it kind of fell off. Right. And then all of a sudden you started seeing them dabble with licensing. And now you look at the Lego collection, everything seems to be licensed. I mean, you have, what is it? Minecraft Lego sets. Right. You've got... They have um, Overwatch. Yeah. The Which Overwatch is crazy licensing, to me. Harry Potter licensing, yep. uh, Star Wars. 
the speed champions, you know, working with the different automakers. So it's, it's actually kind of interesting to see how well they've done because of the licensing. Right. You know, they're drawing in new, or I guess they're expanding their audience. I mean, it's interesting. Are you- yeah, I think they are. And I think what's interesting too is that a lot of the Lego sets now are very much tailored to people like us. They're tailored to the adults. They're not really kid sets anymore. Like if you look at a lot of the stuff, there's no play, they're display. Yeah. yeah. Right, a lot of the bigger stuff. So it's it's interesting to see that they're they're finding this balance. You know, they've got Lego City, which is their own stuff. They've got a few other small things. But to your point, most of it's all licensed now. Yeah, and but it's interesting to trying to figure out who are they reaching out to? Are they reaching out to the Lego fan that also happens to like Harry Potter? Or are they reaching out to the the Harry Potter fan that may not really be into Lego, but because they're into Harry Potter and they go, oh, you know, it's like, yeah. but whatever it is, it's, it's working. It works. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they they are raking in the money. And speaking of Speedmasters, I thought this was kind of interesting. I read this uh, the other day. The current format is a six wide, six studs wide. They're going uh, for 2020. They're actually going to go to an eight stud wide car. Okay, so and, a different scale, basically. Yeah, different scale. And I guess the some of the reason behind that is they're doing, a, they're going to do the Jag electric um GP oh, yeah, yeah. Car, I the, saw that whatever picture. that's called, yeah, yeah. F1 car or E1 or yeah. Formula E. Formula E. So they're going to do that, but that eight that eight wide allows them to put more detail into it, which should be pretty cool. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. But uh, yeah, so that was my my latest purchase. That was on. Did you put that on your Lego Saturday. card? No, they actually don't have a credit card. I'm surprised with the I, prices of stuff. Yeah, and <laughs> I I further justified it by I had I had Lego points to use oh, for yeah, money, yeah, yeah. so. You know, it, it, you well, are a Lego VIP. I am. Yeah. I am a, very much. They sent me a metal card. Oh, in fact, that reminds yeah. me, actually, I, I received something that I ordered. So this was another got. Yeah. <laughs> and another Lego one. Uh oh. Um, Lego gingerbread house. So for Christmas. Okay, so around I the holidays, saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So around the holidays, and this started a couple of years ago when my son was maybe three or four, we picked up a, a Lego toy shop thing and it was a holiday themed set. And so we built it and put it up on the mantle. And not every year, but every once in a while, they every year they do come out with new sets. Right. But every couple of years, we'll pick a new one up. And this year, it's a gingerbread house, all That's made cool. out of Lego with, with gingerbread minifigs. And That's cool. We saw it. We bought it, not really looking at the detail of it. So when I got the package, I flipped it over because on the front, it shows you what the front of the Lego house sure. looks like. You flip it over the back, it shows you the backside. There's a gingerbread toilet in the house. Um, and I think that is my new... Most favorite Lego detail in a Lego house. Did you just say gingerbread toilet? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's gingerbread sized toilet. Well, sure. So it's a toilet for the gingerbreads. But what the hell did gingerbread crap? I feel like gingerbread Gumdrops? toilet would be an interesting DJ name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm DJ gingerbread toilet. Remix. Yeah. Uh, it, that is one of the stranger things. Yeah, and I think it just made me laugh so much that it, they went to that detail of actually building a bathroom in the gingerbread house as a tub. Which is pretty and cool. Toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. gingerbread. Yeah. I actually saw on a website, and I'm going to, this is a level of nerd that, whatever, it doesn't matter. I was on a Lego Star Wars website, like a, like fan, a fan site. Page? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And uh, looking at some things, and some guy took one of the Millennium Falcons that came out and built a full interior for it. And one of the things that he put in, now that you mention it, is a bathroom, <laughs> and which is bizarre in and of itself. But one clever little detail is he took a coffee cup and mounted it to the wall kind of sideways. So it was a toilet roll. Oh, that is genius. Yeah. yeah I was like, it, wow, it's that's, a mug. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that is pretty good. So the handle just mounts into a little holder and it's looks like they've got a roll of toilet paper. Yeah. I, I, I don't quite frequent the Star Wars Lego fan pages, but yeah. there is a dude on Instagram that I follow that he does nothing but build cars out of lego I and you can follow the same guy yeah i think it's john elliott i think yep. is his name uh and so you can commission them so people go oh hey i have this car in this color and then i don't know what he charges but he'll actually build and ship you and i think it's a, a similar scale maybe six brick wide uh -huh. uh, scale uh vehicle that's pretty rad and some of the stuff he builds is like that's spot on he did one i don't know if you saw it it was a uh god i want to say it was like a 240z or something yeah. that was almost perfect yeah i've seen it he's he does a really awesome 2000 gt a toyota yeah. 2000 gt yeah. that's really good lots of porsches lots of ferraris yeah. um but yeah it's, it's, it's kind of crazy to see that there's actually i don't know if i would say an industry out there but there's literally people that are just building stuff out of legos and selling what they're building there's a guy and i i 
uh, same thing. I follow him on Instagram. I can't remember uh, what his name is. I'd have to look it up. But he also is making a living doing Lego. But he does huge installations. It's super cool to watch. Like, I mean, they're big enough that he's building steel structures inside oh, of them. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, huge life-size trees and all this really cool stuff. And it's, it's amazing to see the amount of creativity and what somebody can do with the semi-innocuous plastic brick. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy when you look at what it takes because they have Lego has master builders mm-hmm. and they have this rigorous process to to test and qualify to becoming a, a master builder. But it, I remember my childhood memory was when Toys R Us was still a thing. Yeah. When you'd walk inside some of the stores, some of the bigger stores it's coming have, back, by the way. Yeah. 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 yeah um, but some of the larger stores would actually have these full sized Lego yeah. things. And so a full size one to one stormtrooper or a tree or something well, like that. admittedly when when the toys r us's went out this past time uh i went and tried to buy one of those displays it was a yoda that yeah. i really wanted and no dice apparently they were giving it to somebody that they knew but oh really i thought it was, it was fair i thought when i did something like it was just on consignment from you know from lego or something like so it apparently they're not necessarily for sale uh and lego wants them back or wanted them but back if it disappears but yeah one yeah. of those things right but I mean, those things were amazing. And watching, seeing all that, and seeing the detail that people can put into these. I actually saw yesterday trolling uh, uh, Instagram, trolling or scrolling? It was scrolling Instagram. It's the same. Yeah, it's basically the same thing. Um, a life-size X-wing that was built in Iceland or something like that. Yeah, for some festival. See, when I would see something like that, I would just think, how much did that cost? Right. Well, it was two. I want to say two million bricks. I think is what I read. That's insane. So figure it's figure they're ten cents a piece. Like I, I know on some sites they'll actually like some of those Lego pages where they go, Oh, hey, here's this new set, they'll actually give you a price breakdown, like mm-hmm. the per brick price. Cause some people will buy these sets based on the the value. Right. Right? They may not actually want the set because of what you can build with it, but it's like, oh, those pieces could be used in something else and therefore I'll buy it. Well, a lot of kits come with pieces you can't get in other pieces, or maybe it's a color. Like, as yeah. an example, the Voltron kit, um, his little star on his chest is right. a gold uh, tire wrench. Oh, yeah. Right? And so I'm that... I'm looking at to, it right now. Yeah, there you go. To get the gold one, you have to get Voltron. Yeah. Which, actually, the Voltron set's pretty rad because it comes apart into all five lions. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. pretty sweet. Um, so that, that was my person. On the want list... Um, it's going to be Lego again, unfortunately. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot of this stuff, right? This episode not sponsored by yeah, Lego. No, weirdly, it's not. We're just those people. Um, so they they also announced the winners for Lego Ideas, which is oh, yeah, which yeah. is pretty cool. So Lego Ideas, if you don't know what it is, is where you can build something out of Lego and submit it. Right. And then it gets voted on. And if, and if it there's gets, enough votes, it gets... Yeah, eventually they'll make it. Yeah. So as an example, um, the... Saturn rocket and Voltron were both Lego idea sets. And I think the uh, the DeLorean, the Back Correct. to the Future DeLorean yep. was a Lego the DeLorean set. and there's been, oh, the ship in the bottle and a few other ones. Yeah, yeah. But so those sets, the new ones coming out, there's two of them that I think are really interesting. There's a piano that plays. Really? Yeah, which is super cool. How? I have no idea. Um, but you can play it. And then there's... Something else. This is me just have, drawing a complete blank. I am not looking it up on the computer. Yeah, go for it. Uh, but yeah, so those are those are really cool. Those are coming next year. And uh, I, I really like the Lego idea sets because I think there's just something really cool about... The fact that it's kind of a grassroots thing. It's just some guy playing with it or some kid or whoever. But the fact that somebody just kind of came up with this idea, of, hey, I want to build that. And then having that ground swell of, of fan support. support. Yeah. Oh, the they had the Disney Steamboat Willie set, which oh, yeah, was all one. black and yeah. white. They had the Flintstone set. Yeah. Um, what are the new ones? It does seem like a lot of them are tied to kind of like other properties. And I think kind of going back to that licensing talk, the fact that Lego seems to be willing to work with different licensing partners. Because the fact that I have a Lego Back to the Future DeLorean, obviously they had to work out the agreement with that. Central Perk. They did a friend oh, yeah, set. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, they're... Yep. They also have like a don't they Big Bang Theory? I think some of those TV shows. Oh yeah, I think they did have one. Oh, I know what the other one was. But that has to be the worst Lego set because that was just the worst TV show. So I, you know, I want to agree with that, but I don't totally agree with that. Like the first four episodes were fine. I don't know. I never have actually sat through an entire episode. But whenever I've come into the room and and somebody had it on, and I'd sit and watch it for a couple minutes and go, "What the hell are you watching?" Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not a great show. And in in all reality, I watched it probably for the wrong reasons. But uh, they're doing the Sesame Street house. Aren't they doing Seinfeld? Uh, For some reason, that seems like 
a thing. I've not heard anything about Seinfeld, but the Sesame Street house and the piano are the two that I was aware of. So that's the the Sesame Street house because it's 50 years. Sesame Street minifigs? Yeah, it comes with oh, uh, right. like Bert and Ernie and I think Big Bird and yeah, it's super super cool. Dude, so three thousand pieces almost twenty nine hundred and forty five pieces. That's yeah, a that's a set. lot. So I I think that's going to be really cool. It'll be another set that ends up in my garage unbuilt, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> that's and I'm Brand not new collecting on eBay. Yeah, players. and I'm not collecting them for an investment or anything like that. But it's uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I just don't have room. These aren't going to be Beanie Babies with that. No, whole, but at the same time. These sets, because a lot of times the idea sets are limited production. Right. So they're only around for a year or so or whatever, or if there's a fixed quantity. And then once they're gone, they're gone. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not looking to resell them later. It's just a matter of room, but it's, it's nice to it's nice not knowing lose that, money. Right. Right. It's, it's nice knowing that, okay, if you spent a hundred bucks on this Lego set, you could sell it probably for 60, 75 bucks if there's low demand and the same price you paid for it or more if there happens to be high demand. So it's, it's kind of nice knowing that, hey, if you needed to, you could. Well, I read something, I don't know, somewhat recently that Lego at one point, or, and maybe still this is true, was a better investment than gold. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. Which is absolute insanity to me, but, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's the price per brick and then how the prices have kind of continually climbed over the years. Right. Um, yeah, because I remember as a kid, and, and granted, it's it's hard to kind of a sense for how much stuff has actually changed price due to inflation just other sure. than the cost of living. But like I don't remember a ton of Lego sets costing fifty bucks when I was a kid. No, they were way cheaper than that. Right. Right. But fifty bucks in today's buying power might have been the same as twenty bucks of buying power back in the eighties. You know, it's so like yeah. I, I don't know how much of that, you know, is really inflation or if that's just the price. I, I also don't remember really getting a lot of kits. Like the space kits and a couple of them, I remember getting some of those. But I had a literal, just a giant carpet bag yeah. full of pieces. Yeah. And we would just make whatever we wanted. Yeah, same same way. We, like we had the, the bulk box sets where right. it was just like the, I think they, they still sell them as Lego basic. Right. Where it's just all of the rectangular bricks. Yep. Um, and, and doing all those. And, and the big thing was uh, getting the... Uh, I always wanted the wheels, windows, and doors. Yeah. Because that way you could build houses, you could build cars, and, yep. and you could do things with those pieces um, that you couldn't do with just the standard bricks. But we had a we had a spare bedroom growing up that my dad made this huge table where the lid opened up. And so the lid opened up and it went up against the wall, but underneath the lid was this carpeted Lego bin. Basically, it was like maybe three inches shallow, and it was... Roughly, like, I would say four feet by six feet. Jeez. Right? And it was just huge. And so we could walk around three sides of the table, build stuff. And if it was small enough, we could close the lid on it and then still use it as an actual tabletop. That's cool. And then when we wanted to play with it, tilt the tabletop up and play with it. And as a kid, that was the greatest thing. I mean, we were building all sorts of stuff. Um, I was big into building robots. Okay. And I would use... Uh, the cockpit glass as kind of like the robot head and put a little minifig in there. And <laughs> that was, that was my jam. I built cars like cars and boats for some reason. I don't even really like boats, but uh, I would always try to float them in the tub because <laughs> I, had, I had like five sections where I could build a hull. They were like yeah. actual hull sections. They never floated. No, no, no. Uh, obviously, but I as would a build. kid, you can't figure out why you're like, I got the hull. Yeah, why is it like, not This floating? seems fine. Um, the, uh, for me, I build cars, dragsters, moon buggies, like dragsters anything. Did, yeah. yeah, like I had this really cool top fuel dragster that I cannibalized out of or built out of parts from like different space sets and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was so proud of this thing. And in my mind, it looked exactly like a top fuel dragster. In, your mind, yeah. in my mind, it probably really did. It was perfect. I remember submitting pictures to the uh, Lego magazine. I can't remember what it was called. It was like a a magazine they sent and it was like a fan club. Oh, cool. Uh, thing, but it was an official Lego magazine in the back. They would have pictures of people that had built projects and stuff. Um, and my son subscribes to that one now, but I remember trying to submit my, my robot for inclusion into, into that. Oh, that'd be cool. But as a kid, uh, most of my neighbors, friends, kids, my age had Legos as well. And my neighbors were Japanese and the boys, Eddie and Andy had, what I thought was the coolest Lego set ever. And it was, I'm pretty sure it was part of the space set because it was space colored, mm -hmm. but it was the train. It was like a monorail. Mm. I remember that. Yeah. And that was the coolest thing because it worked. It right. moved around the tracks and all that stuff. And and so I always wanted that set. 
but it was one of those hundred dollar yeah. plus sets. That was an expensive one. That one was an expensive right. one. Um, and they have a similar set now. Uh, that's I don't know if it's quite the same aesthetic, but it's another monorail set. It's right about that hundred and fifty dollar price point. Um, and so I look at that and I kind of go, I kind of want it, if only because I wanted it as a kid kind of yeah. thing. But then it's like, where am I gonna put it? What am I gonna do with it? So it's kind of like that'll just stay on the shelf, but I can appreciate it. Well, it's like the. Uh the new Imperial Star Destroyer set that just came out that's like almost four feet long. Yeah, it's seven hundred dollars. Yeah. First off, that's an issue. It's gonna go on my want list, but it's seven hundred bucks. And it's huge. Where do you put it? That's the thing that I always find interesting is you, you look at these sets and you're like, great, now what? Right. Like I've got the um the Lego Technic, the Porsche uh, GT three, the nine eleven yeah. GT three, the orange Technic brick set. And it's pretty big. It's probably maybe two feet by a foot, maybe That's three feet by a foot. Pretty good size. Yeah, it doesn't live in my house. Right. It, it's at my office because it's too big to just leave in the house. Right. Or too big for my wife's standards to leave in the house. <laughs> well, and that's really, she's the judge on that one. Pretty much. Yeah. When it comes to home decor and stuff, yeah. I mean, we, we, we're we pretty similar in, in our in our decorating tastes, but I even now I can agree, like, okay, having a Lego set out, you know, that of that size is kind of right. a little bit of an eyesore. But at my desk... Pretty damn awesome. Well, it's like the Millennium Falcon. I got the last UCS Millennium Falcon. It's in a box in my garage because I don't have anywhere in here to put it. And as I mentioned, it's not going in the living room. But what am I going to do? Build a coffee table around it, and that's my coffee table? Like, it's just a level that if this room was bigger, maybe. Yeah. Right? It's just a level I'm not willing to go into. Yeah. And that's the thing is it's it's always interesting to me when you see people purchasing the sets. Like, if you're in the store and you see somebody's got it in their cart, it's like, what are they going to do with it? Enjoy it, I hope. And, and what it yeah, comes down I mean, to is I actually feel guilty that some of these aren't built, right? I feel guilty that they're just sitting in my garage because it seems kind of a waste, but it makes me kind of happy knowing I own it, which yeah. is stupid, I so guess, like, in a way. Fr- from from the, the purchase to the construction to the enjoyment, like, I guess, what is your joy breakdown? Like, for me... All the fun for me is in the building process. I'm the same way, 100. Like I, I love it's. It's just almost kind of like, uh, like meditative, you know, just right. kind of step by step building it. And then when it's done, I can appreciate it and I can play with it a little bit. Like I'm admiring the details or whatever mm-hmm. it was in the set, but it's not like I'm making vroom vroom noises pushing it across <laughs> the floor. You know, it's like well, okay, but I I may be guilty of as an example the Tantafor that's behind you. Uh, it has a handle built into it, so I might have switched it around the living room a couple times and made pew pew laser noises, you know, <laughs> and pretended that I was you know I was getting trying to outrun the the uh, Imperial Star Destroyer. But I really it's the build for me, a hundred percent. I love seeing the techniques used. It's yeah. It's interesting to see how stuff goes together. The amount of detail that can be put into something. I love when you're putting in all the little greebling. Like there's just something really satisfying about that. Um, I built recently, I did build the uh, Stranger Things set, which is yeah. pretty cool. It flips upside down. So you've got the upside down and the regular. And it, it's interesting the way they decided to hook both sides together, right? It's two real separate builds. And then you put them together and there's some some technique pieces that hold them. And there's these trees that keep the thing off the ground. And it was it was interesting to build. It was not my favorite build, admittedly. Um, because of the, the difficulty or no, just because were, it wasn't all that challenging? There were some things that were just kind of finicky in a way I didn't appreciate. Um, so it was just, yeah, I don't know. It just wasn't as satisfying as some of the other kits I've built. Like even building Porsches and the, the Speed Champion cars. Are a riot to build. Right, right. They're what thirty minutes, maybe. Yeah, 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 for but, sure. But it's super satisfying. Yeah, you know, and you see this car come together from nothing. It's. it's I will say that the most dissatisfying part of any Lego build is applying those damn labels, those stickers. Yeah. Just because, like, one, it's a sticker, so then it's like I can't really use that piece for anything else. But then, two, it's the the difficulty in getting a small, tiny finger or t- finger sticker on my fat fingers and getting it lined up right. right you know you're you're trying to align it visually to an edge and you're hoping that once you apply it all the way across it's centered and not too close to one edge or a skew or something I, i'm terrible at the stickers yeah. and i usually just give up and i'm like whatever it's crooked it's fine i don't care i get mad yeah, like yeah. i'm frustrated but i did uh find a little a little trick so those uh the orange brick oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. the breaker the brick breaker. yeah the brick breaker things you can use the end of it the kind of wedge end of it 
and just gently set the sticker on there and use that to line up the sticker. I've, I've resorted to toothpicks sometimes. Okay. Same idea. Yeah, yeah, same idea. Yep. Yeah, I um, I mean, if you look at this Porsche that I have in my hand. I, yeah, it's the, the bumpers. The, the logo's not right. Yeah, the the bumpers, the logos, yep. the rear windows are the, are the sticker details. It's it, very frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, I... But it's almost I'm, like, you know, okay, obviously silk screening, it would be way more expensive. Sure. So then it's like you paid 15 bucks for it. So it's kind of hard to really complain about it. But it would be interesting to. As an ungrown up, I will. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. It would be interesting to figure out, you know, if maybe it's a, maybe it's a business idea for somebody out there to screen all of these pieces that oh, would yeah. have a sticker on them. I just don't know how licensing and stuff would work. I'm sure you'd get in trouble. I don't know. Well, yeah, especially when it's like a, a Porsche logo right. or something like that. Right. But. And still, you probably could fake it with just like a gold shield. Yeah. Right. That, Without getting into that detail. Even the back, you know, the windows are just black. Yeah. They're black blobs. shapes. Yeah. So, yeah. It could be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I do get frustrated. It's frustrating too when you buy a, a $700 set and, 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 and it comes with stickers. Yeah. And you yeah. get a sticker pack, right? Or it's even the, the plaques that they have for their like UCS sets that have the vehicle info or whatever. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Those yeah. are, that's a sticker. Yeah. And even those I can't get right. <laughs> it's just it's not my thing yeah it's, so. a, it's a challenge absolutely but okay. those are total first word first world problems <laughs> complaining about a sticker ruining the ex, you know the aesthetic of your lego set i'm okay with it i'm okay if that's the <laughs> worst problem i have i'm living a pretty good life it's not the worst problem i have for the record no i have no. i have worse but Pretty good life. Yeah, yeah, yeah I so, would agree. Yeah, I'm not mad about it. So, all right, well, let's move on. And as this is the uh, new podcast, a new podcast, a new podcast. Jesus, I suddenly can't use English. We'll just have to edit that out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is staying in. Uh, so this is a new podcast. This is episode, what do we call it? Zero. zero. Okay, so episode zero, uh, origin story, if you will, or some background. But we also want to talk about what you can expect uh, on this podcast. So... There's us. There's us. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. There'll we've, be lots of us. Too much, probably, yeah. for some of you. Um, we've dove into, you know, some of, we've talked about Legos. Talking about watches. Probably too much. Watches. We're going to be talking about travel. Essentially, all of the stuff that we enjoy yeah. uh, and stuff that I think other people enjoy. And we do it in a unique way, I guess, to us. And believe it or not, we know people. We do know people. So that's the, the beauty of this whole thing is you won't have to just listen to us. Uh, the plan is to have a different guest for every episode. And those guests may be an expert in a certain field. They may just have similar uh, interests as we have. but Or we'll they have nothing else better to do on a Sunday afternoon. Well, that's most of our friends. Yeah, yeah. So we will we will get them here and we will have uh, other people talking. We'll be talking to them and get their perspective on things and uh, chat with them about kind of some of the same stuff. Yeah, and that's that's the great thing about conversation is the topic can veer in any which direction and we're open to suggestions. So if you want to drop us a note at ungrownups at gmail.com, let us know if there's something you want us to look into or if there's something that is of interest to you guys because if you're an ungrown up like us, we probably are into the same things. <laughs> right. And so that could be a, a great uh, topic starter. Fast food reviews. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I, know, I don't know that about that. I, uh, I would just, it would be a long review of Del Taco. Del Taco, I think, is, is it, pretty awesome. It's pretty much the fast food place for me. Is it? Yeah. It's a, a bean and cheese burrito, green sauce. Every time. Just one? Yep, just one. Huh. I knew I uh, fell in love with my wife when she was pregnant and she ate a one pound macho beef burrito. That was like, oh, I married the right woman. <laughs> I don't think I could do that. Well, you know, it's, it's pregnancy gravy. And, right. And she was totally going nuts for the uh, Inferno salsa. So for those people that don't live near Del Taco, we're sorry. Oh, man, um, you are missing out. Yeah. Uh, imagine Taco Bell, but actually good and times a thousand. Well, so if you're in the Pacific Northwest, you have taco time, which is disgusting. I just want to point that out and put that officially on the record. <laughs> I went, when I lived up in the Pacific Northwest, I went to taco time at a grand total of once, and it was one of the worst things I've ever had. So, so far we've alienated taco time and Taco Bell as potential sponsors. <laughs> yes. And, right, and fans of them as well, right? Or we're uh, going to get well, some hate mail, I'm We sure. might be able to convince them why we're right. Maybe. You just have to go to Dell. Yeah, yeah. Go to Dell. Don't and, doubt the Dell. And get... A chicken quesadilla. Yeah, that's basic. That's good. It's so good. They're, Even the Del Taco. Just the simple, yeah. crunchy taco. Yep. And for me, it's all about Scorcho. Is Del it, Scorcho sauce is... It used to be their hot sauce. Right. Then it, it moved down a notch. Right. And now it's medium, so to speak. But yeah. it's got flavor. It's got a little bit of heat. 
It complements all of their foods well. My uh, my my go-to is the crinkle cut fries with Ooh. hot sauce and ketchup mixed. Okay. Like a, a packet of each. Yeah, yeah. You know, 50-50 ratio. So you get a little spicy ketchup. Oh, that sounds pretty good. It's legit. Yeah. Okay. So uh, for the record, we Del might Taco. Tr- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we might talk about food and trying things, but... Uh, yeah, it's again. It's you know, if, if we had to boil it down, right? It's travel, toys, transportation, transportation. Yeah, yeah let's do I mean, those. Ryan's into motorcycles. I'm into cars. Actually, yep. we're both into cars. Yep. Uh, so yeah, there's. I mean, there's going to be a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing you probably wouldn't want to come to us for would be fashion advice. <laughs> I mean, while I agree with you, we have our own style. We do have our own yeah. style, but I mean, I'm not going to name drop like you know Gucci oh, or no. something like that. I, I'm wearing a. A my t-shirt? tattoo artist T-shirt and a pair of shorts. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm wearing a uh, Volcom T-shirt I picked up in Maui. Yep. Uh, as a souvenir, there I, you I, go. I like the wearable souvenir. Right. Yeah, and that's the best kind of souvenir. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not much of a, a uh, miniature spoon collector or right. a shot glass collector, but a T-shirt, I'll wear it. I do T-shirts. I, my last trip, I did a lot of T-shirts, and I I like wearing that. Like I have a Sedona shirt. I'll wear it to Sedona. Oh, are you one of those people that wears the no. band's T-shirt when you go to the concert? I do not. We've the now got we, so we, we've said we're not going to give fashion advice. We talked about oh, fashion. fashion. Uh, we alienated Taco Bell, and Taco, Taco Time, Time, which yep. is fine. I'm I'm fine with Taco Time. Yep. I listen. If you like it, I apologize. You're wrong. Um, the artwork we got is pretty juvenile. The the subject matter. I wouldn't say it's juvenile, but you I would say it's Lego Yoda. No, that's it's Vader. Oh, Vader. Yeah. My bad. You, yeah, let's just be clear <laughs> on what it is. Oh. It is, and it's funny enough, it's not actually Lego Vader. It's in that style. Right, right. And it's cool because it does still look like an art piece. Yeah. So I don't feel guilty having it out in my living room. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you look through some of the stuff over there, it's it's basically all comic art. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and there's a, it's fine. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it... It's stuff that at least looks grown up enough. Right. Right. At a passing glance. You're like, all right, cool. Right. And you look closer at it. You're like, oh. Well, my, so one of the reasons I've also restricted myself to this room for a lot of this stuff is my house in Oregon. People would come over when I was living in Portland and they'd be like, so I don't know you had kids. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and they were convinced that they're like, yeah, you get your kids every other weekend. How does this work? I'm like, I don't have kids. Yeah. Like, I just live like one. Yeah. And they would just point to all of the stuff. And I'd be like, yeah. okay, it's, we're going to rein it in here. Well, I mean, the, the Capri Sun and Otter Pops in the fridge might have been the tipping point. <laughs> <laughs> so don't go look at my pantry. I don't have Capri Sun and Otter Pops. But if you look at my pantry, I have more fruit snacks than a grown man needs. Oh, dude, fruit snacks are awesome. I love them. And the, my justification is my niece and nephew come over all the time. Yeah. Well, right? I've, I've got the nine-year-old that I need to feed. And, and so fruit snacks are, I guess, the guilty pleasure because each little packet is like 80 calories or right. something like that. And you're like, all right. That's better than just munching on like jelly beans or something. So when I found the, uh, you can get them at Target. I want to say they're Bonnie is the brand or something like that. There's a little rabbit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got sour ones. Oh. And I am, I'm not a sweets person. I'm yeah. definitely a sour person in so many ways. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but that is, I, I love them. They're so good. I do find it weird though that at Target you can get 50 packs of fruit snacks for like five bucks. Yeah. You got to realize what is it that's so cheap? It's slightly disturbing. Yeah. Like the packaging. Has got to be a substantial cost of it. <laughs> right. Yeah, because each one's individually sealed little baggies. And yeah. And they, they kind of all just taste the same, which is fine. Yeah, it's like Skittles. Yeah, there's Everything's no flavor. different flavors. Yeah, all the, all the, well, there's different flavors between the bags, like the red bag versus the lime green right. versus the orange. But every flavor within that bag, there is only one flavor. It's just. The, uh, the only ones that I can tell the difference are the strawberry. Otherwise, they all just taste like fruit snack. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, no, I'm okay with it. I actually, like I said, I like them. There's way too many in there. Don't go look. <laughs> How often do your niece and nephew come over? Uh, enough that I have them, but not enough that they disappear very fast. Because I'll have one, two a week, maybe. Oh, okay. I was right? going to say a day. No, no, no. It's like, shit, I got to buy 50 more. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't eat that many fruit snacks, but I don't like I'm not, you know, I don't have ice cream or anything else in the house. So if I'm craving a dessert, so to speak, I get a packet of fruit snacks. That is the one thing that's kind of interesting. Like, you know, we'll have snacks in the house and you you would think kids all have like a a sweet tooth or something like that. My son, not so much. You know, when Halloween comes around, he goes trick or treating, gets a huge bucket of candy. Of course, we go through it and we get rid of the crap that we don't like. Right. But even the stuff that we do like, 
it doesn't disappear. Like he'll have a piece, maybe a piece a day. When I was a kid, I was the kid that would take the 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 uh, pillowcase. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. So I would get a pillowcase full of candy. My parents, my dad, whatever, would go through it. Whatever was left over, we'd put in the freezer. Oh wow! Because okay. I actually like if I'm going to eat a Snickers, I'll I like them frozen. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so we put them in the freezer, and the next Halloween, we were throwing out a full bag of candy to make room <laughs> for the next bag of candy. I just don't. It's just not my thing, which is weird. But it's kind of a, a good thing, you know. You're not eating yeah. a crap ton of candy, but well, yeah. But I'm also probably. I just don't have sweet tooth. Yeah. You know, I like peanut butter cookies. I like oatmeal cookies. Yeah, I don't savory like, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's it, you know whatever. It seems to work. Yeah. Now, do you have a strategy when it comes to buying Halloween candy to give out? So I do. I don't. I go somewhere else. I leave all my okay. lights off and I leave. So like my wife and I, we, we have two different strategies. Yeah. She likes to buy the stuff that she doesn't want to eat because therefore if there's any leftover, oh, she's she not won't eat tempted it. to eat it. That makes sense. I like to buy the stuff that I do like to eat because if there is some leftover, then you have it. Then I can have some. Right. So it's always kind of a battle because she likes, well, she likes to buy like the Jolly Ranchers, the the Gobstoppers, like the, the hard fruit candies. Right. And I like the Snickers, uh, the Twix, All the Reese's. Joy. Nah. No? Mounds? No. No? Like the coconut stuff, I, I don't care for. Okay. But yeah, so it's kind of interesting. So what ends up happening is we both buy the candy that we want. Right. So I buy the stuff I like to eat, but it's my wife's sweet temptation. She buys the crap that she doesn't want to eat, which I also don't want to eat. <laughs> and so then when we're giving it out, I'm always trying to like grab bigger handfuls of the stuff that she bought. So that way the good stuff's left behind. But it, it's hard because in my neighborhood, there's so many young families that everybody's out trick-or-treating. So instead of like ringing the doorbell and then having somebody, oh, you know, what are you for Halloween? He's leaving a bucket. There's a bucket on everybody's doorstep. So there's none of that interaction. Right. But that also means that you can do the entire neighborhood like in 30 minutes because you're not waiting for anybody to come to the door. Right. No, I I don't buy Halloween candy because I end up going to my sisters or my other sisters and go trick-or-treating with the kids. And yeah, I mean, you can have whatever you want. I'm not probably going to eat it. Yeah. Although Snickers sounds kind of good. A different twist of trick-or-treating that I didn't realize until I became an adult was all the adults walking with red Solo cups with their beverage of choice yeah. around the neighborhood. That makes trick-or-treating way more it's fun. It's the only way to trick-or-treat. Last time I went with them, which was not last year, I think it was the year before that, we, we, pre-game, we pre-gamed Halloween. Yeah. And it was great. Yeah, so now we go to certain neighbors' houses and they'll have the garage open and there'll be bars and so oh, we can perfect. stop and refill around the neighborhood. That's so now awesome. It's, it's a thing. Yeah, now now you actually want to go trick-or-treating. Except, so here's a question. Go ahead. Sorry. I was, was going to say, except when Halloween falls like on a Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday night kind of thing. But Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, so here's a question for you. Do you dress up? It depends. Okay. I have dressed up. I have yet to dress up at work. Some yeah. offices will do like a theme or a contest and right. stuff. I haven't done that really yet. Or if I, if I have, it's been something really simple. Where it's like Clark Kent, okay, so I got some sunglasses, yeah. you know, you know, something really minor. Um, but as a kid, I was all about it. Yeah, I was too. But I, I feel like that's one thing that I haven't done in a really long time is yeah. dress up. And I've got a weird itch to do it. What would you dress up as? I kind of want, I don't know, maybe Batman. Which one? Uh, that's a good question. TV's Batman? Probably. Adam West. Yeah, the Adam West yeah. Batman. Or even like, and okay, this would just be an excuse to go spend a bunch of money I don't have uh, on a costume, but I've always wanted Stormtrooper armor. <laughs> what's what's that group? The, 530... oh, the, the 501st? Is that yeah, what it is? Yeah, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, no reason for it. What the hell would I do with it? I'm not going to wear it every day. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll wear it every day. Maybe I will just live as a Stormtrooper. That would be weird. It would be super <laughs> or weird. Or it's like those, you know, some people, like, they like, like, some dudes like wearing women's underwear under their clothing. Yeah, yeah. You could be that guy, you, you lift up your pant leg and you got stormtrooper legs sticking out. <laughs> I, I'll have to buy a lot of Janko pants to <laughs> yeah, fit yeah, yeah, over yeah. it, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of, I just thought it'd be kind of fun. My nephew's six and he asked, uh, he's since changed his mind seven times, but he wanted to dress up as the Joker and he wanted his dad and I to dress up. So we'd be like, yeah, yeah. You know, so that, that, that makes sense when it's, when it's part of a, a themed thing, right. like my, my wife and I have done that with my son when he was a toddler. So we, we were all different superheroes. So I went to Superman, my wife went, I think is Batgirl or something like that. So we just did random comic book characters. Right. That makes sense. But yeah, it is weird when you just, 
invited to a costume party or something and you're just showing up as just something. Why is everything, like at what point did it happen where everything has a sexy version? Just for and, women though. Well, right, but yeah. it's everything. everything. It's like, oh, uh, you wanted to be, um, what's the, the female character from uh, Toy Story? Jess. A sexy There's Jess. a sexy Jess. There's, there's a, a sexy, sexy T-Rex. I mean, there's the dumbest. Why? Because sex sells? Uh, I guess, but like, it, it is just makes sad, no though. sense. It's just like, yeah. Why can't you just be a scientist? Why do you have to be a sexy scientist? Well, like, what's wrong with being a, yeah. Science is boring. <laughs> That's not true. I actually think science is pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I don't get it. I think it's super weird, and uh, there are just some things like Sexy Buzz Lightyear. I'm sure that's a thing. We could probably look it up. Like, think of the most ridiculous costume that should never be made sexy, and there's probably a. Oh yeah, there probably is. Yeah, that that is kind of strange. Now, where are you on obvious costumes versus costumes that need to be explained? Like, I kind of go like, what are you? I like to stuff be? that's clever. Yeah. Right, but when it's like. I don't, was it a TV show or somebody? Oh, it was a TV show. It was, um, oh man, it might have been How I Met Your Mother. He dressed up as a hanging chad. Uh, like, mm, if it's too obscure, yeah, yeah, it's a little weird. But I, I don't know. I like, I, I yeah, I guess they're fine. It, it just depends on what it is. Yeah. It, the, the best costumes that I've ever seen were in Las Vegas. At uh at Harrah's they had the the outdoor carnival bar. Oh, okay. That outdoor bar, and every year, at least a couple of years back, when I used to go for for work for the SEMA show, yep, they would have costume contests. And I want to say it was like a five thousand dollar costume contest. Like first place was like three grand kind oh, of geez. thing. And some of the costumes were just the most elaborate, most ornate things. And you're like, holy crap! Like there was one costume that it was it was basically it looked like a a pregnant lady giving birth with her legs spread. But the dude was coming out between her legs, and that was the dude's costume. Like his head was between her legs, like he oh, was that's a baby. Cool. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the entire costume. So obviously he had to be pushed around on this cart that's gurney crazy. thing, and it was a hilarious costume. Yeah, like dude, that's involved. That's <laughs> I. Lo- I mean, I like involved costumes. I think it's cool. I used to be really into when I was a kid, like making my own masks and prosthetics. Really? So, yeah. So I just it was super fun. It was something I just I don't know, kind of enjoyed doing. And I think that stuff's really cool. At one point, I wanted to be a special effects guy. I thought, that's going to be my career. It is not what happened. Just <laughs> spoiler alert. Um, and that's fine. But I just, you know, I always thought it was kind of neat. So I like I like stuff like that, like where there's more, it's more involved. Yeah, 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 it's original. Yeah. But if it's, I, actually, what I think are hilarious are these blow-up costumes that they have now. Oh, yeah. All not, the not necessarily the T-Rex, but the ones where it, like, it looks like you're riding an ostrich. Yeah, or, or somebody's carrying you or yeah. you're riding on somebody's shoulders. I yeah. saw one that was it made it look like, you know, it was a group costume. It made it look like you're on a roller coaster. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. yeah it's just Those are pretty funny. Yeah, they're just amusing. But that's the thing. is like, okay, do you store-bought versus homemade? Like, the store-bought ones, you're like, no, nah, you just bought that. Like... Yeah, I, know, you, I, I have an inflatable T-Rex that, I, but I, so this is so stupid. I saw it on Amazon and it was like dirt cheap. So I bought it. I wore it twice uh, to scare my nieces and nephews <laughs> and they thought it was the funniest thing. Oh, and then I wore it once to drive a Miata around. Yeah. I uh, saw that photo. Yeah. Around, uh, it was in a cul-de-sac. Everything was safe. I promise. Uh, safety third, but it was, it was funny, but I never use it yeah. and, I, and I wouldn't, but I wouldn't make one. Well, making something like that, like an inflatable costume, I think right. is kind of a challenge. But it's always interesting when you see somebody with a store-bought costume and you see somebody with a homemade costume. You're like, the store-bought one's like, wow, that was tough to just open the bag and put on. But I am I am not a cosplayer, but the people that do it and they do oh. the amount of effort they put in, the stuff that's spot on is amazing. Yeah. I love every year after Comic-Con seeing all the pictures. Yeah. And it's interesting for me because it's like part of it is like I totally appreciate the amount of effort that went into it, but I just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I like looking at them, but I wouldn't do it. Like, wow, that's a really detailed Colonel Sanders cosplay setup you've got there. And you're like, well, all right. Hey, you know, yeah. people are into weird things. I still don't like taco time. <laughs> <laughs> Hate mail can be directed to Ryan at ungrownups.com. Yep. I'm going to get a bunch of that. That'll be fun. You know, Halloween's interesting. It is coming up, and I don't know if you have plans for it, but... I think it's a Thursday, isn't it? I don't actually know. I'm going to look. I think it is, and that's. I think that that's what makes it a challenge, is, is like, obviously, it's a school night, so with kids, you can only do so much, and then... It is a Thursday. Yeah. Which is super weird. Would you be a fan of moving Halloween so that it's always, like, the first or the last Saturday of the month? 
or the last Friday of the month kind of thing. See, it's a weird question because my dad's birthday is actually Halloween. So every year was this weird struggle of, you know, I want to go trick or treating. Dad wants to hang out because it's his birthday. So it would it would feel weird if they were separated, I guess. But, as silly as that sounds. But you'd be unconstrained from going out. Because obviously if it was the last Saturday or Friday of the month for Halloween, your dad's right. birthday would be the Whatever 31st. day it is. Yeah. yeah. So you could you do both. Yeah, I mean, I guess it wouldn't it wouldn't bother me, you know. But but it's tradition. It is, but I mean, as a kid, I, I think it's just so much more fun when it's on a on a Friday night or a right. Saturday night because there's no worries about being out too late because there's nothing to do the next day. You're right. Just... Yeah. No, I mean, for the kids, it makes sense. And I'm sure for like the teachers, they'd be like, "Oh, thank goodness." Right. Because otherwise, they have the kids coming in with the sugar high the next day or well, whatever. You, you'd never have well, kids wouldn't dress up for school anymore. You could still have them wear their co- if it was a like Friday. on a Friday or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it doesn't bother. Is that something that's being discussed? Is that I a thing? I have no idea. I just... I'll bet you it is. It probably could be used by yeah. somebody, but I mean, who would make the change? I mean... The, I don't know, Trump tweets it or something? Is yeah, that how, like, isn't I mean, how things work now? It's a holiday. It's not a religious holiday. It's just some sort of tradition that... So it's... How do you change stuff? I like, have no idea. Because like, what is it? The president's uh, holiday, like what is it? Washington, Lincoln's birthday, they... Mm. they have separate birthdays, but then they kind of just lump them together and so right. So, but at some point that changed. I, and like I said, Trump just tweets it out. Apparently, some grown up can tell us how it works. Yeah, right. <laughs> if you know anything about politics or changing how holidays dates. or decrees, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> how does this work? Also, can we get a petition going? Yeah, I mean, it, it is interesting. It's not something I've ever had to think about. But I'm going to talk about really quick a different show. So, do you watch the show Drunk History? I've seen it a couple of times. They yes. did one where they talked about the origins of Halloween. And yeah. I thought it was super interesting. Like why there's, you know, this big thing around it. And it was, I don't remember any. I was probably drunk. potentially drunk while, while I watched it. it. Yeah. yeah. So it was normal history at that point. What's interesting is when you look at some of those things, like major events that are celebrated globally, but yet are different. Right. Like the, the meaning of Christmas in North America versus like in Europe. Versus other areas. And it's interesting how there's some commonalities between them. But then there's unique distinctions between them. And you're like, oh, like we're going to Germany uh, in December. Right. So there's this whole thing about Krampus and and like this evil side of Christmas. That's kind of fascinating because here it's just like be good. So, you know, Santa knows you've been naughty or nice or whatever. Some big fat guy will fly around the world and bring you presents. Yeah. And instead, like in Germany, you leave your shoes out overnight like outside and if you're good you get something in your shoes and if you're bad you get like coal or rocks in your shoes or something so it's it's just these it's familiar but different right it's like oh that's kind of interesting yeah it is very interesting i was in uh i was actually weirdly in germany um october time september october uh jesus this was a long time but almost 10 years ago probably nine years ago and it was interesting to see like pumpkin carving is not a thing Right. Like that's just not a thing yeah, that yeah. they do. So we ended up like we actually went down to the market and got a pumpkin and and like brought it back. To and the, carved it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they were like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, like, what? This? this is weird. Why are you doing this? I was like, well, because it's a thing that you do. You know what the funny thing is, is like right now they're celebrating Oktoberfest in Southern California. Yeah. Germans don't celebrate Oktoberfest necessarily in October. It's, well, it's September. It starts in September yeah. and it ends like in early it's over. October. It's over already, I believe. It Yeah. It, it follows some sort of calendar so sometimes it'll run in the first couple days of october but that's about it right but here it's not getting started until october 1st yeah i think it runs there's a thing at the phoenix club down the street which i'd never heard of until i saw a billboard the other day yeah it's a big german month ago yeah i didn't i didn't know idea i know old world in huntington for those of you that don't live in southern california this is all going to be weird but uh old world halls is german place that you go to oktoberfest and wiener dog races which i have no idea how that even got there because it's got nothing to do with anything other than the dachshund is a German, German breed, yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, so Phoenix Club, never heard of it. I think that runs through the 17th of October. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. But it's it's weird. That it's Oktoberfest. It's this German tradition. You would think people would be familiar enough with it to understand what time of year it is. But it's like, I think, ah, Oktoberfest must be in October. Let's do no, because we're American and we don't care, right? Sadly, yes. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, that's the truth. Oh, they do something fun. We're going to do it, too. We're going to screw it up. But we'll bastardize it to fit our own needs. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure it was, there's probably German people involved, but they're just like, ah, whatever. <laughs> that's it. There's probably some German word that says exactly that. Yeah. Yeah, my, my favorite German words have to do with parking lots. 
The uh, Ausfarten. I, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just because when you look at it, it's like, it says asphalt. Yeah. You know, with a total like American accent, but yeah. Asphalt. And herein lies why we are immature. Yes, yes. Yeah, this is the fart, immature Farts part. are always funny, even if they're in German. Farts are funny no matter what. All right. Well, I think uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for us today. Ending we, on a fart joke. We are going to end on a fart joke. Uh, again, episode zero, we look forward to uh, everybody listening to us ramble about hopefully more structured things. And, and figuring this shit out. Yeah. Figuring this out a little bit, but also having guests. So I'm going to turn on some A-Pip music, and we're going to get out of here. All right. You've been listening to the Ungrown Ups Podcast, and for this, we apologize.